Welcome back to the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Ambergie. Today is a interesting one. I'm joined by my friend, Todd Aykroyd, fellow Celtics fan. And that's why I'm having him on because, well, the Celtics have been in the news. And, of course, the Brooklyn Nets as well, too. These teams have been pretty connected over the last, I mean, really decade. Closer than really many two teams have. Kind of started with the big trade of, you know, sending Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett to the Nets. The Nets immediately imploding and falling apart. And then, you know, the Celtics having their little run of success. The Nets, they've been all over the place the last 10 years. And now even more so because they've faced off in the playoffs the last two years. We obviously traded or Kyrie Irving left the Celtics for Brooklyn, um, you know, good riddance as a Celtics fan. But so these two teams are intertwined and that got even hairier this last week. But I would like to go back to the summer of 2022, this last season when the Celtics made the finals. I'd like to just uh, mention that any moment I can. And they started that playoff run off with a 4-0 sweep over the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Well, part of Kyrie Irving and uh, Kevin Durant. And then after that series, then we'll fast forward to the summer. A lot of uncertainty coming with the Nets. Of course, James Harden left for greener pastures in Philly. And the Celtics were looking solid. I mean, young core, first-year head coach. Um, looking like one of the more promising coaches in the league. And all of a sudden this scandal happens where he got caught fooling around with uh, somebody in the Celtics organization. Not a ton of allegedly. Allegedly. Um, Yeah. Let's just, yeah. uh, Everything. (laughs) Let's just preface this podcast. Just by saying allegedly after every sentence, because God, (laughs) week by week on this one. Um, Also, Todd, introduce yourself. Say hi. Oh, yeah. Hi, my name's Todd. I'm good friends with Drew. We've uh, pretty much grown up being Celtics fans since his Sonics left him um, back in the day. Um, Shout out Ray Allen and the 2008 title. Um, And... But, yeah, no, it's been a long journey. I mean, I was there. I mean, I can remember sitting on Jesse Seymour's living room floor (laughs) watching the Celtics trade Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. And um, and then we ended up with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and it's been a long journey. You know, it took the Cavs to seven. And then, you know, we go to the finals last year. And Ime, I'm not going to lie, Ime – Ime was starting to build a special place in my heart right alongside Alex Cora and my boy, Bill Belichick. Um, it really seemed like he had that kind of coaching um, balls on him, let's just say. And, um, yeah, it's just stressful to see, not really know about what happened. I mean, we have our thoughts, and certainly the internet had their thoughts, um, which is uh, honestly pretty gross. I would never publicly go after people like that, but it is what it is. Um, and now it's just a shitty situation because a lot of the players don't really know what happened. And Udoko is their guy. And now he's coaching the team that they swept in the playoffs last year that has been consistently called, you know, one of the favorites in the East. And, you know, Boston was mostly overlooked until this year. And, um, yeah, you can tell that it's 
it hasn't necessarily affected play on the court, but it's still early. And also, Ime hasn't coached a game yet. So um, we'll see what happens. That first Nets meeting is going to be really, really fun to watch. Yeah, the Nets are an interesting bunch. They, they've they already had a players-only meeting, and it's not even, you know, before Halloween, they already had a players-only meeting. That's how you know how, how dysfunctional it was. Um, so Ime gets fired. Celtics um, have Joe Missoula, two Zs, come in and be the interim head coach. As of right now, I mean, he seems to have the – ship under control uh i haven't heard anything bad about him the players certainly seem to like him uh jalen brown has been outspoken about how he likes him so so far so good on the missoula front we will obviously learn throughout the season how good of a coach he is in game decisions and whatnot can i touch on that yeah can i touch on that yeah um jalen you know, obviously him coming out in support of the new head coach is what you want from a leader on the team. But I will say he threw a little bit of shade at Ime, I feel like, on Twitter or on yeah. Instagram maybe. Um, when he, he posted that, you know, yeah. And it seemed – there were people speculating that Ime may have been somebody that, especially early on in the season, was saying, hey, I don't know if Jalen, you know, I don't know, like, especially when the K or even in the summer when the KD news happened, I think specifically that um, we know that Ime is close with Durant, especially after him being an assistant on those Nets teams. And um, that could be a rallying point for the team. Um, But we'll see. Again, Jalen's an odd guy. He's not as quite as odd as Kyrie. Um, And I wouldn't even say odd, I would just say different, but... Yeah, no, he's definitely a little a little cryptic versus I will say this, Jason Tatum's probably got a lot more on his plate with you know, a little boy at home, a family and stuff like that. Um, so I think Jalen probably spends a little bit more time on the internet and I don't know if that's necessarily great. Um, but I do believe in him as a human. Like I think he's one of the probably one of the better guys in the NBA in terms oh, yeah. of like being thoughtful. Mm-hmm. So um, but so, yeah, keep uh, go ahead. No, yeah, you're right. And I think that also stems from, I think Ime may have been one of the guys pushing for like, hey, if we can package Jalen Brown and get Kevin Durant, we should do it. Like, this is one of the 12 best players of all time. He's still a top seven player in the league. Um, Just, you know, obviously just a higher ceiling than Jalen Brown. Any given night. Any given night, yeah, any given night, he could be the best player on the floor. It doesn't matter if LeBron or Steph Curry or anybody, yeah. Giannis, he can be the best player on the floor any given night. So he's, I see he's, where they were he's in that He's in that group of guys we constantly talk about, like the six to seven guys in the league that really, really matter. Where like, hey, if you have one of those guys on your team, you can win a title. You know, if your best – And guy- it's proof with Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. They're completely – they're unraveled and they're still like – People are like, well, the Nets. You can't count them out because they have Durant. They go on a run. Yeah, at any moment. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, We had those same thoughts with LeBron until, like, this year, when it's obviously just way too out of control. But, you know, it's you get it, you get the benefit of the doubt regardless. So, yeah, Jalen Brown did post that. So, I think he did have a little bit of – I think there was some – there's some weird feelings between Jalen Brown and Ime because, first of all, 
he may have heard that Ime was like, yo, I might want to flip him for Durant. And also, I think he is really pissed off about Ime fucking some woman in the organization and basically putting this whole thing at risk. The, the trajectory of the franchise was never higher than it has been since like the freaking, well, since 2008 and before that, the fucking 80s. And I think he's probably a little pissed. Yeah. Like, dude, we had a good thing going. You can't keep your dick in your pants? Like, what are we doing here? So I think he's a little bit upset. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And um, so – And it is – it is honestly, as a player, I think you could have two reactions. One, if you're kind of a douche, you're like, that's stupid. But if you're, like, more like Jalen, who's, like, an upstanding, wants to represent the black young black men community really well, that's mm-hmm. something that he's like, man, like, you're in a leadership position. Like, me and Jason and all these other guys, we have opportunities like that, too. And we're not – like, that's not something we're interested in. We want to win a title. Yeah. And you let that get in the way of it. And it's yeah. – it's, Yeah. It's a real thing. No. It, yeah. Of course. It's like, hey, man, like – Really? Somebody in the organization? Like, it literally, it could have been anyone. Well, there's a million girls in Boston that would <laughs> yeah. have been happy and to have obliged. Your wife is Nia Long. Like, come on, man. What are we doing here? Yeah. The Nia Long. But, yeah. So he not, gets fired. It's a tough situation. It doesn't seem like it's affected the Celtics a ton so far. Uh, they're four and three right now. They did lose an overtime to the Cavs, which, I mean, Cavs are a damn good team, and I'm not, you know, in overtime, it's early, and also, of course, we don't have Robert Williams, so keep that in mind as well, too. Al Horford, Al Horford, they're going to be, they're going to be keeping him on a minutes restriction as well, just to make sure, because these games don't matter nearly as much as the games in April and May. No, yeah, and and the Celtics, um, the Celtics know now with the experience, now they know they've gotten over the humps to the point where they're, they're kind of in one of those positions where it's like, we just got to make the playoffs with the top three to four seed. Not every game is like life or death. Like it was for the past, like for the last two and a half months of, or well. Three, also like, they proved, they proved that they could go on the road in Milwaukee. Yeah. Granted no Middleton, but I'm just saying if they have to, if they have to go to Milwaukee or to Brooklyn or to yeah. Miami or any of these Eastern conference um, opponents, they're not going to be scared. They're yeah. they're they feel like look, we've been here before. They've this team is full of vets, like mm-hmm. across the board. Blake Griffin yeah. said this is the best team he's ever been on. Yeah. So we we and I believe him. He's been we started, around. We started out well. Yeah, I do believe him too. And th- honestly, break Blake Griffin. I love how I love when guys can kind of change the player that they are to be a successful role player to their team blake griffin led the league in charges taken last year that's going to be awesome for us when it's like the dog days and you got blake griffin going out there being like you know because he's like a i feel like he can kind of have that same intensity as like marcus smart now nowhere near the skill level at this point but you know just kind of dogs on your team and you know i think blake i think blake a couple times this season might have that kenny olenic moment 
Not yeah. necessarily in the playoffs. I'm just like, saying whoa. he might have a couple moments where it's like, oh, look at Blake. Hey, Blake dropped like 28 last night. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, you Weird, know, yeah. Defense, rebounds. He's still a big guy. Still rebounds. Um, so I do like this Celtics team now. Um, so we'll see on Joe Missoula and the team. I We're going to find out a lot about them this year, and especially when Robert Williams comes back. But they were so – the night – the only good thing about losing your coach in that type of situation is we just, you know, elevated a guy that was already on the coaching staff. So he gets it. He knows what they want to run. He saw all year in person what was successful. He knows what's going to work for the team. So I'm not terribly worried about that. And like you said, it's a veteran team now. So like coaching, it's all about at this point, just motivation and putting your guys in the right spot. It's not a whole yes. in-game stuff. So I like where the Celtics are at. Let's move on to the Nets. So this is the next step of the timeline here. The Nets struggle mightily coming into this season. Or not coming in. Well, coming in and so far in the early season. I think they were two and five last time I checked or something like that. And they, we've known that Steve Nash and the Nets aren't going to work out. Uh, going back to the summer when Kevin Durant requested that he get fired and after requesting for a trade. So that was a messy situation. You knew it really just wasn't going to work out long-term in that situation. But they went into the season, and you know what? There was always the hope for them that this could work out and maybe some winning will cure all because winning does cure all. Well, they weren't winning and it didn't cure anything. And they fired Nash this week. And, you know, I think it actually is more uh, mutual than people are kind of clowning on them for, because I think Nash was like, fuck this, dude. Our best player is calling for me to get fired. I'm a winner. We're not winning right now. He actually does have like an overall good record. He is a 94 which is, 68 record or something, yeah, which, which is, is the, insane. The, the funny Dude. part about it is there he's he's a here's the thing. I think Nash is a good coach. I just think as a first time head coach, holy fuck, this was a buzzsaw to walk into. Yeah. Uh, also, can I mention something real quick? Kyrie yeah. Irving. You know how many seasons he's played? He got, this is his – he's entering his 11th season, I believe. It's either his yeah, 10th or 11th. Yeah, 2011, 2012. He's had, he's had eight head coaches. Jesus. Well, that's – Yeah, that's, that's, that's something. That's something. And by the way, he had Brad Stevens for two of those. Yeah, so I was going like, to say, I was like, was Brad Stevens the longest tenured one? God. And then – It's what, like – He probably had Lou for two, Tyron Lou. And then, homeboy got fired and Kenny you know, Mike Brown, Kenny Atkinson, oh. Steve Nash. And by the way, a lot of these guys are still coaching and well-respected in the NBA. They're not like bad coaches. coaches on different teams. Yeah. Just, yeah. He's, he's a coach killer and I'm just glad he left the Celtics, but so let's talk about this for a little bit. So the Nets, just a weird roster, and we'll just dive into the Nets for a little bit right now. Uh, Kevin Durant slowly losing a little bit of a step. Of course, you can see it slightly. He is on the decline 
still amazing, but still in the decline. Kyrie, just a defensive pretty much liability um, almost at this point because he's athletic enough to not be a liability, but I don't think he has the effort to like make himself even an average defender when he could be, which is sad. And that goes into his other mental toughness and just mental games. So weird roster. Ben Simmons has been fucking terrible. I mean, they're not even getting a half of what they thought, you know, hopefully they would be getting out of Ben Simmons. So that's a disaster for them. We'll see if it's just his first basketball in a long time and he can recover, but I don't know if I see it because his confidence is shot and I don't know if he loves basketball enough to fix it. I will say, you know, this goes back to, was it a year ago? Whenever they made that, that trade with Houston, mm-hmm. you know, Brooklyn, before they made that trade, people forget they were half of an inch away from making this the Eastern Conference Finals and playing the Atlanta Hawks and then yeah. probably going on to play the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals. Yeah. They, they blew that team up to get James Harden and sacrifice their entire future, which, I mean, I, I – I could have told you at the time, but still hindsight, yeah, just abysmal move. I mean, you have, you have the front office just basically, you know, throwing in, uh, uh, Oh, what's his name to the, to the Cavs, Jared Allen. Jared like, Allen. He's a, like he's a, yeah. Like he's a sack of chips as, as a side at a subway or something. It's like, yeah. man, like you had Jared Allen, and now they lack size by the way. Jared Allen. I mean, you had all these assets. You had draft picks. You had everything. You still had Kyrie. You still had Durant. You still had Joe Thomas. Or not Joe Thomas. Sorry. Um, uh, what's it? Uh, Joe Harris. Um, Patty. They really didn't – and Patty Mill. They really didn't need to do all of this extra stuff. I actually yeah. think they signed Patty the offseason. Yeah, no, that's day. after. That's but, after. But, 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 no, but still, that would have been available to them regardless of the trade. Mm-hmm. And then when you flip – so Harden, whatever, come – it goes it unravels because Kyrie is degenerate and is just completely off the rails on Reddit. And James Harden is like, What? Like, I didn't know about this. It's like, Really, James? You didn't hear about the flat earth stuff? Oh, you didn't hear about the flat earth stuff or any of that other stuff that he was participating in beforehand? And then I he gets get so he goes there. Yeah, goes there and then, you know, whatever, it falls apart. They trade hard. They, Oh, the Nets Hard fell into – they fell into Maury's trap. Maury literally, once this whole Ben Simmons saga happened, knew, okay, well, I'm just going to wait until something happens. Like, I will wait. And he waited, and he waited, and he waited. And finally, because obviously he has the Harden connection. And don't – honestly, there's tampering all across the board all over the league at this yeah, point. But – that to me was like a clear tampering thing where it's like, yeah, tank your value, fucking get out of there, and we'll trade, we'll give them Simmons because they're still going to look at Simmons as this asset when it's like, no, Simmons is like Markel Fultz, like, or like, he, he has like a mental block right now. And it's, I mean, honestly, at this point, because of all of the hate, it's a similar to a Russell Westbrook situation. I almost feel bad for the guy. Because oh, no. it's clearly such a mental hurdle 
and I, even as like, I mean, I never played serious sports, but you know, as a kid growing up, you know, playing in real games with real referees, you know, there is that mental, that mental thing that you have to get over um, mm-hmm. sometimes. And, you know, I, it's a shame because I can remember him coming out on the draft and just feeling like, man, like, I think this guy's going to be a stud. And I still think he can be, but I'm not sure if, like, he might at this point be like, dude, I don't need this. I'm a multi-millionaire. I'm, be- I'm a good-looking dude. I could go into modeling, like, right now and be yeah. rich and famous and still hang out with Kendall Jenner. Like, <laughs> but at the same time, as a competitor, you have to wonder, like, damn, like, I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah, they the Nets butchered this so badly that, like, this this hiring of Ime is just uh it's a it's a life preserver they're like trying to fish for anything that they can to salvage yeah. this because if this goes south if this goes if they win 30 games this year when Houston gets their draft pick or whoever has a draft like oh. you know they it's a mess i mean it's it's lakers it's lakers east and that's why you're hearing all these talks about these Kyrie to the Lakers because those are the only two teams that are willing to take on <laughs> these fucking head cases. Yeah, they're desperate. They're so desperate. Desperation. It's so crazy too because Kyrie- I would look out for the Suns. I would look out. I would look out for the Suns. Hold on. Mm. I think that it could get desperate enough for the Nets that they might consider trading Kyrie to Brooklyn for Westbrook and a 2027 or 2029 or both, depending on how negotiations go. And then flipping Durant for um, Aiton and Bridges and then some draft picks that won't matter because they'll be good, but maybe they can get some down the line. And then, you know, the Suns are like a real team. Like not to say they're not now. I think they're still going to be very, very viable. They're but they're not a shoe awesome. in for the finals. If you get Duran on that team, oh, yeah. But if you get Duran on that team and you just minus, I mean, Biombo is playing well with Chris Paul, so you just slot him yeah. in for Aiton. And then Miles Bridges is a nice player. He could, like, you know, he's a really solid asset. But, like, if you're talking about not trading for Kevin Durant because of some, like, first round picks in the late 20s, oh, and whatever. then Aiton, who yeah. you got to pay anyway, and then Bridges. Like, you make that deal. And they didn't during the summer because they felt like that was too much. And the Nets had no leverage. They had absolutely no leverage. Mm-hmm. But if the if the front office of the Suns feels like there's an opportunity, especially if the Warriors start to middle out a little bit, mm-hmm. and who knows, maybe the Warriors start exploring it. And then if you're the Suns, you have to make the deal because, you know, the, the Warriors, honestly, I mean, if I'm the Nets, the Warriors have everything that you want. They've got all the young guys that you want. Oh, I'm so Wiseman, and I'm saying, give me Wiseman and give me Kaminga and and Moody. And oh, yeah. Or no. Or no, you'd have to trade pool. You'd have to trade pool to make the salaries work, but you get pool, Kaminga. You get pool, Kaminga, and Wiseman. I'd probably want And then the Nets would trade them Kevin Durant. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it, I would too, but you know the and honestly, that might be the reason this, the the Nets don't do it. They might or the Warriors don't do it. They might say, "Hey, you have to, you have to take Draymond 
mm-hmm. in the deal, which, oh, my God, if you – Draymond and Ben Simmons on the <laughs> same team would be Draymond, Draymond, must see TV. Draymond, just Ben Simmons, and Kyrie. <laughs> Dude, I would oh, pay – no. I, I would pay <laughs> – I would pay thousands of dollars to just strap a camera in that locker room and just I would just watch a live feed of just like that locker room. Um, oh my god, that would be hilarious. I think the only way I think the only but, way that KD gets traded is if they first preface it by trading Kyrie. Because at that point you could reestablish yourself with the assets that you're getting back as just the young and up and coming team they already were. But if you just have Durant and then like you trade Kyrie and it's like, how are you rebuilding? Like it makes no sense for Durant. Yeah. So it, it, I don't know. It's literally a complete mystery. It's a shit show. He dumpster fire. He's got to realize that dude, he, this is the last, this is the last couple of years of the prime. I think he's got like two, years of being a real player on you know like a number one or a number two on a title team i think there's only about two three years left in with that and it's it's a few op- it's it's a very small amount of options it's either you figure out a way to get to the warriors the suns there's not a whole lot else. I mean, there could obviously be a bunch of people sitting in the stands. And I guess he doesn't really get to decide because the Nets are going to do whatever they want to do because they have the leverage. And they they called him on his damn bluff this summer. They were like, we're not trading you, bud. Sorry, you're under contract. We don't have to trade you. And they didn't. And it was probably smart for them. But, yeah, I – so I just think that, you know, Brooklyn is in such a weird spot right now. And I think it would be smart for them if they did just kind of blow it up. Cause it's obviously, it's not working. It's not going to happen. You can't do anything. The crazy thing is you can't do anything with Simmons because what we're looking at right now is him being out of the league in a year. I mean, like it's really that bad. It's really that bad. Would you trade? Would you trade a fifteenth pick in the draft for Ben Simmons right now? Depending on what team you are, like if I'm Charlotte, sure. But if I'm like any kind of like team that's like no, yeah, like if the Clippers get the sixteenth pick in the draft, are they trading for Ben Simmons? No, no. that's a that's just and, a head case. And this is what we were saying last season was Ben Simmons needs to go to Houston. Well, I don't even know about Houston anymore, but he needs to go to Houston. He needs to go to Charlotte. He needs to go to, like, I don't know, the Spurs somewhere where, like, you're a shit team. The Spurs is interesting. Ben, just go there, put up 15 shots a game. You're going to miss 12 of them to start off, but (laughs) just try to get your confidence back. If it starts off you shooting 15% from the field, which is all I really like can imagine him shooting right now. If if it means you just work through this somehow, go, go to the Spurs. Spurs want any draft pick they can get. He's clearly not going to lead to any wins. So it doesn't matter. He's not a winning player right now, uh, you know, and just work through your shit. Like if I was him, I would just, 
I would just do that. I don't know. So, question. So, let's say the Nets try to deal Kyrie to the Lakers for those picks in Westbrook or whatever, and then they just send Westbrook on his way. And the Lakers say no. And then they start, like, the trade deadline's approaching. Both teams aren't very good. Do the Nets just say fuck it and trade Kevin Durant to the Lakers for their two unprotected firsts and AD? Because, okay, I'm not, Wait, I'm not even those, excited the about the AD part come? of it, but those two unprotected firsts, Dude, by the time those, those two unprotected firsts, though, I mean, I don't know. You're right. You're right. Victor Wembanyama could be on his way to the Lakers by then in free agency. We don't know. But I don't know. Especially that 27 pick I'm looking at, and I'm like, I don't see how they're going to be good. Like, they're not – because if LeBron is still there, he's not going to be good. And if he's not, he'll be playing or doing his thing in Vegas or whatever. And – like, I just – I think there's a big reason they're not trading those picks because they know, for one, right now, they're on track to get Victor Wembanyama and send him to the Pelicans. <laughs> they really butchered that deal. They oh overpaid God, for him dude. way too much. Can you imagine if the Pelicans just add Victor Wembanyama, dude, after getting Zion, too? I mean, that – oh, that would be unbelievable. Yeah, it's like – yeah. Yeah, every when you add up everything that the Lakers ultimately, when it's all said and done, have traded for Anthony Davis, and the one championship that they got was one their fans couldn't be at, and and they no didn't parade. have a title parade. It'll end up being twenty years from now, Lakers fans, especially if they haven't made back to the top, will look at that and say, "Wow." We should have been asking the Bus family to fucking sell the team in two thousand fourteen. Yeah. You know? No, exactly. Because it's so misran right now. It's completely misran. It's bad. It's bad. And you know what's crazy is that on the flip side, now you did talk about the Harden thing. And there's obviously some regrets there and whatnot. But, you know, at the time, all of these moves did make sense. The Jared Allen one was, yeah, a little bit questionable. But really, like – all these moves did make sense for them. Like when you think about it, at one point they did have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant on the same team. And well, okay. I was very skeptical because of those personality types, though. That's the thing. Like they built a fantasy basketball team. They didn't build like the Celtics did. No, Post Kyrie, yeah. it's like, yeah, let's snag, uh, let's get our Horford back. Let's no, develop. No. Like they just. There's... Yeah, okay, so <clears throat> Todd touched on it, but yeah, so hours after Steve Nash gets fired or mutually part ways, they it, it gets reported that Adoka is going to be the next head coach, which clearly that was in the works for some time. Then it comes out that the Celtics are getting no compensation for it at all. They just let him walk. Um Clearly, they just wanted to cut ties, even though I still think at least it's a smart business move. Like, maybe go get, like, a pick or something. I don't know. Like, maybe just some kind of role player they could use. But whatever. They didn't get anything. Obviously, they just wanted to be completely done with this situation. And That pissed me off. Yeah. 
Like, what do we? No, when I saw that, because when I saw that they were signing him, I immediately was happy about it because I said, oh, well, that means we're getting compensation from them. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's because I thought it was genius by the Celtics to decide, hey, because I didn't think about it this way at the time. Okay, they're suspending him for the year. Now, immediately when I saw he might be the next head coach of the Nets, I think, oh, that's that's why they didn't fire him. So, one, they don't have to compensate him. But, two, they still own his rights. So, they can get comp. So, hey, welcome back, everybody. We've had some technical difficulties, you know, part of the part of the grind of being a podcast host, you know. They say it's easy. It's yeah. not. It's not. Climate change. Yeah. Climate change. Climate change. Kyrie's tweeting out anti-Semitic stuff. It's all... World's, it's it's world's, all involved. It's all connected. It's all connected, man. Get your tinfoil caps on because we're next next on the Fast Break podcast. We're diving into the top 10 conspiracy theories of 2022. No. Um, <laughs> we're going to wrap up with some basketball. And... Okay. So we were t- kind of touching on potential options for the Nets and what they could possibly do. But it's really all kind of up in the air. If I was them, I would try to sell now while you can obviously still get some good value for your talented players. I don't know about Kyrie. I don't know if Kyrie has a market right now. And that brings me to the next kind of issue that happened this week. And that was Kyrie posted some, uh, Really weird movie, Alex Jones, um, kind of like pro-Nazi like type stuff. And uh basically clear, wait, just to just to be clear, you're not you're not too far off. It is it's basically the conspiracy of the you know, the black Israelites, and I don't really want to get too far into that. I don't know that Not, much about it. I've yeah. honestly, I've learned a lot about it within the last few weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on, learning a know, lot. <laughs> two, yeah, two two people, uh, two people that have been in my in my life, pop culture wise, for the better part of a decade, kind of just shedding a light on this insanity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I learned about it through them, but I won't speak too much about it. But yeah, that is that is something that has been used and again this is me hearing from other people that have a lot more perspective about it whether they are black jewish um that are dis they you know disavow these claims it's basically uh, more or less a conspiracy theory uh to it's a way to divide jews against black people which is ultimately in the beneficiary of nazis because they hate both of them and they don't want them working together and yes so it's yeah. very connected to that. And they, they got Kyrie and they got Kanye. Um, disavow. Uh, completely disavow. Uh, just to set the record straight. <laughs> this is a uh, yeah. this is a anti-anti-Semitism podcast. Um, you know? Yes. Lo- loving, loving one yes. and all. Love you Jews. Love you, love you black people. Um, and yes. But, you know, because, we'll, uh, yeah, it's – that's a different type of podcast to really dive into that one. So we'll just dive into the basketball aspect. So Kyrie tweeted out this stuff and basically they did a press conference for him where it was basically, you know, back off these statements, kind of disavow or there's going to be consequences. And he did it. And he just was like, and he didn't, which is 
goes back to the basketball thing of like, really, Kevin Durant, you teamed up with this guy. Um, but regardless, we'll talk about the basketball perspective of it. Uh, he just got suspended five games, at least. They said at least five games. Um, and I'm pretty sure it came with a half a mil um, fine as well, too, which, I mean. And they're already and they're already short short-handed with injuries and it just goes back to the idea that Kyrie Irving is a terrible teammate and mm-hmm. doesn't care about anybody except himself and then pretends to act like he's this like third eye I care about everybody Jesus Christ figure and it's like dude go back to Duke yeah just maybe maybe <laughs> he just Duke. maybe he just needs coach K but so yeah. so regardless this is going to hurt them from a basketball standpoint, like I don't see them winning maybe, you know, a lot of the games coming up. I think they're it's going to go one and four. They're going to go one and four. It's going to hurt them basketball wise. And it's also just another giant distraction for a team that has so many distractions. And that's why I just think this, this Nets thing is going to fall off the rails and it's going to get bad. And it's two ways. It's two ways. Either Ime comes in there and choke somebody out like Latrell Sprewell style at practice. And, 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 yeah. you know, things get all of a sudden they're at like 48 and 34 and they're frisky in the playoffs. And then they make a run yeah. or goes really South and they end up winning 30 games. Yeah. And honestly, if it goes South and they win 30 games, I'll be impressed because if they know they have no shot of even making the play in or they're like, look, like if we win 10 games in a row, we can be the 10 seed. That team's going to quit. They're in in a territory where, and I'll give the Nets credit for this. Ime isn't going anywhere. It'll be the other people that do. And so, you know, credit to his agent, whoever the fuck that is for getting him a job this quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Heard of. That was quick. My God. Yeah, you get fu- – I mean, yeah, that like, was guy gets suspended for a year, and we don't even know why. And a team is so desperate that they're like you – know, like, and I also think the Nets coaching is thinking like, hey, like we can take away something from – like potentially – it's like trading with your rival. It's like if the Seahawks traded for the Niners' best player right now, it would be like – Wow, like, not only did we get a great player, we just took one of their best players. Yeah. So, no. it's, and then it's, obviously it's kind for, of a no-lose situation for the Nets in terms of hiring him. No, yeah. It, gr- great move by them. It really pissed me off as a Celtics fan. We'll see. Um, who knows what that roster even looks like. Now, like I said, like I was trying to say earlier, now, yes, there was some – uncertainty with a lot of the moves that they made, but all of them were defensible. You know what I mean? Bringing in top tier talent. Now, maybe they don't work personality wise, but we've seen teams that may not shouldn't personality wise work. So, you know, at least from on paper, on paper, they are one of the best 10 teams in the NBA. Like if you look at their roster, it's like, Oh yeah, you got shooters. There's no defensive players. There's no defensive players, but You've got talent oh, across yeah. the board. I mean, you got number one picks, you got number two picks, you got freaking guys like Steph Curry and Patty Mills off the bench. Jo- uh, I almost called him Joe Thomas again. 
Um, Joe Harris. God, what is that guy's name? Joe Harris. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like they do have a lot of talent, and that's why it can go either way. And that's how everybody has felt since the moment that this team was put together. It was like they can win the championship. They're favored to win the championship, or it could go really south. And it's gone really, really south. Mm-hmm. But when you when we compare them to Lakers East, you know, there were certain moves in there where we're like, this is indefensible and it never should have happened and we knew it was wrong from the beginning. And that's why I do trust their front office that they probably will figure something out. Like Marx is good. Joe Sai, like they got they got good people in powerful positions in that organization. Now, maybe they just kind of fell in love with some stars that they probably shouldn't have fallen in love with. But, you know, who doesn't at some points? You know, the Celtics wanted Kyrie really badly. And now that was before. But Yeah, no, you're not wrong. It's a stars league. And it can become really intoxicating when you see the talent. You Mm -hmm. see, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's. For me, growing up as a Boston sports fan, it's like you can clearly see that championships are won not with just talent, but with like real teams, mm-hmm. including, and I include the Celtics in that because it's like they were theoretically a bigger title favorite with all of these guys that they had assembled and then they got off of and now they're a real team and they've grown together. And that's what you see in the NBA. These teams that are grown together, they end up becoming the teams that are something to mess with because the teams that are just thrown together, like the Clippers or the Lakers or the Nets or name a team, a lot of times there's just no trust there because these guys are all looking out for themselves instead of when you're with a guy for four years, five years, six years, like the Celtics with Horford, uh, Tatum, Brown, uh, Smart, and then also when you add like uh, 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 Williams, who's in his fourth year or third year, and he's been on the team, like, there's real trust both there. Williams. There's real brothership there. Both Williams both now Williams, for a few exactly. years. Okay, well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. I'm sure anybody that actually does follow the NBA has probably heard all these talking points a lot. But crazy week for Celtics, Nets, in like I started off the show with, two franchises that have just been linked to each other for a decade plus now just because of, I mean, the, the trade – the trade really isn't over, you know, between the Celtics and Nets from 20, uh, 2015 or whatever it was, 2013. 2013, yeah, Jesus, until Jason Tatum retires. So, you know, that, that you know nothing's closed on that book for another 10, 15 years. So it'll, it'll just be interesting. And if we had to go predictions for each team, I think – Celtics, I think in the long run, it galvanizes them. Now, I do get worried as soon as it does come to playoffs because I think Ime was awesome and challenged his players. But here's the thing. If Missoula isn't the guy, we're still in an amazing position because what top-tier coach would not want to take over the Celtics right now? My God. You know, you're looking at one of the best duos in the NBA still under 26. So, I mean, it's... It's a great position to be in. I do think Missoula is going to be good, but we'll we'll find out how big of balls he's got later on this season. As far as the Nets go, I don't really want to make a prediction, but if I had to, I think that at least 
one of Kyrie Durant is off of the team within a year at least. Um, and I, I mean, they're, they're not going to win a title. I don't see them making an Eastern Conference Finals. So they're in a rough position. But congratulations, you guys did get a top-tier coach and have fun with him. And hopefully he doesn't fuck any of your employees. And I'll end it on that. Todd, any last remarks real quick? You're on mute. Nope, still can't hear What? Yeah, no, I got you. Okay. Go Phillies. Go Phillies. Fuck the Astros. And, True. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it's been it's going to be a fun NBA season. And I honestly, what's great about this season is just as much as the top, there's all this drama. This Victor Wembanyama piece, which we'll have to talk about another time, but this is like we'll cover that incredible. when it starts getting to real tanking time. Because there's gonna be yeah. there's gonna be some teams that you won't see any themselves. any player on their starting five playing past February. I mean, it's that yeah, it's gonna get that bad. I like, mean, if you have a team like Portland that's already kind of good, but then somebody gets hurt, it's like. Oh, like let's just oh, go get this guy and if, then we'll compete. If Dame gets an injury where he's out for like a couple months, I'm saying Jeremy Grant, congratulations. Here's a one-way ticket to Disneyland. I will see you in six months. Anthony Simons, congratulations. Uh you're off for four months. Uh yeah, no. These teams are gonna it's gonna be it's gonna get crazy. Gonna get gross. It's gonna get gross probably it is. towards the end of January. It's gonna be like, wow, teams are getting blown out by 45. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, let's check in on the Spurs versus Warriors. Oh, but uh final score 150 to 75. Okay. Um back to you guys. <laughs> no, it's gonna get ugly. Yeah, exactly. But, but uh yeah, that'll be it. That'll be a fun one to cover <laughs> later. Maybe not fun one, but it will cover it later on great. in the season. But all right. It's going to be a great season. You can already tell. It's going to oh, be a yeah. great season. It's crazy storylines. I think it's the most fun league. But uh, all right, Todd, thank you so much for coming on. And we will uh, have you on again, of course. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Like, subscribe. Uh, tell your friends. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Couldn't have said it better myself. It's our fate. See